It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. I don't, I feel like I'm missing something. Anyone else have kids who are obsessed with this song? Does panini mean something different in the hip-hop world than it means to me? It's bread that has been pressed Melted in... Melted sandwich. Yes. That is a panini. This is a current song, so you can literally pay, play 10 seconds. Hey, Panini. Hey, Panini. Don't you be a meanie. Hey, bread and cheese that's been fried in a small machine. Don't be mean to me. I mean, 100% that is a top hit in the U.S. right now. It's a check reader in the finance world. Hey, Panini, don't you be a meanie. Like, maybe, oh. like, bring me my checks. Oh. Oh. Things became clear. Lil Nas X is looking for those checks, though. Okay, wait, hold on. Who who told us that? That's from Mandy. Mandy McEverlyons. Good for you. Yeah, Mandy. Thanks for knowing that What info. if Mandy's a liar, though? Yeah. I mean, honestly. Mandy could have just made that up. She delivered it with confidence. I believe in what Mandy said. Hey, Mandy, this is for you. You know Facebook won't play this back later because you're playing a current song. You can get away with like the Hulk song when he came on to stage at WWF, but you cannot get away with like current music. They will shut you down. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Don't be angry at me for I wanting to bring angry. people the joy of popular I'm not music. Angry. I am sleep deprived. I am sleep deprived. I'm going to tell you that. Last night I had the pleasure of hosting, um, not hosting, but doing, Marie Forleo was in town. She was on a book tour for her new book, Everything is Figure Outable. And I did uh, the like sort of interview Q&A thing with her for her, her stop here in Austin. And it was super fun. Had about, I want to say like 15 gals from girls, women, from the Hollis Co. came and got to watch that. and That's awesome. Um, it's super fun. And then afterwards, Marie and I, we're, we are social media phone friends, but we've never actually met and hung out in real life. So we went to dinner, and I, you guys know, I mean, I am asleep by 9.15. <laughs> I was asleep by about 9.30. I was so jealous. <laughs> I mean, I was like, so, I had so much fun with her, but like, I was so tired. It was the longest day in the world yesterday. And we're sitting at the dinner and I'm thinking, do you ever have that thing where you're like, so happy to be where you are, but also you're like, please don't let it, please don't let it be after eight. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't <laughs> want it. And at some point I'm like, I'm feeling really tired. And I look at my phone, it's 1040. Oh. And I don't live anywhere near oh. downtown Austin. I am out in the country. No. So now I know I've got a minimum 45 minute drive to get home. And I was like, I love you, but I have to take you back to your hotel, queen. We, I got to go to sleep. I woke up this morning to see that you sent me a text telling me that you were coming home and I was probably already in like a second cycle of REM sleep when you were sending me a note letting me know that you were yeah. leaving downtown. Anyone oh. else have a partner who if you make a noise, if you slightly jostle the bed, if you move at all I know what you're in say. the night, <laughs> like 
leaps forth as I if I left. we're in the middle of an earthquake. I don't know what was going on. You were not once, but like three times. Like I got home and I'm always cold. <laughs> We've talked about this. I'm always cold. And I get in bed and usually most nights I make Dave pretend like it's that scene from... The saint when he falls in the river and she has to like hold him to get his body temperature back. So I make Dave like almost every night of our life. I'm like, will you hold me? I just need like eight minutes of Val Kilmer reference. You're welcome. People, Val Kilmer reference. You are welcome. I'm pretty sure that movie still holds up. It has to. Elizabeth Shue has to. Anyway, so I usually make Dave hold me. Last night I get in bed, he's already fast asleep. And so I just sort of inchworm my way over. Right. To his side of the bed, and I do, I mean, literally, touch. You were touching my arm. I, I just wanted some kind of warmth. You were touching warmth. my arm. I just wanted some kind of warmth. I'd been asleep for just the exact amount of time, and you touched my arm, and I thought that I was being taken. I was almost, it was, yes, you did react as if Liam Neeson was going to need to save you later. Liam Neeson was on the other end of the phone in my dream, letting me know, listen to me. They are going to take you. They're going to take you. Oh, okay, Liam. (laughs) What time should I expect them to get here? Oh, they got here. They're touching my arm. I've been taken. He freaked out. I jumped up. Freaked out. I jumped up. And then I'm just like, fine. I'll warm myself. Warm yourself. Like some kind of sad, lonely creature in the woods. Honey, the reference to the saints. I'm so I'm so grateful for you. You're when I do my Start Today journal tomorrow, yeah. the first thing I'm writing down is the saint reference because Val Kilmer is not getting enough credit for the saint. I remember when that came out. It, I was like in high school and me and my best friend went to see it and we I mean, it was like our eyes were open to what a man looked like. We were never so. Exact. Remember how he always had these different like costumes. Remember hair. when he had his teeth. I know, and but the when hair. he was just like the saint. Oh, okay. just the saint. Nobody is allowed to Google this. Extra credit. What was that character's name? Thomas Aquinas. That is, uh, no. <laughs> that was one of the saints. Well, I know he had the saint's name, but like, what was his name? All right, now I gotta now you got to look. look it up. I. The thing is, someone just said Rachel needs an electric blanket. In fact, you know, we had, if you guys listened to the Rise Together podcast, which is our couples podcast, one of our sponsors, this is not an ad, but one of our sponsors on the podcast is a sleep number bed. So we got a sleep number bed and Dave got the one where the bottom, the foot part of the bed, actually you can make it hot. So the, the what's it called? Foot warmer. It has a button you can press, foot warmer. Best thing ever. Put that on 30 minutes. Just, hey, 30 minutes, and then I want you to shut it off. What was his name? Oh, my goodness. Just see. I want to watch the movie I, right I know. now. I know. Simon, Simon Templar. Sarah, don't lie. Did you Google that? Simon. 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 Yes. Remember when, like. Oh, Tombstone. But he was sickly, she said. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. Yes, Tombstone. Tombstone was an incredible movie. And you're not really a Western kind of guy. I'm not a Western guy. You know what else? Speaking of Westerns around that era, Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Do you remember? What's the guy? Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt. How many times in our marriage have I made the reference About Hucklebees? No, that's Huckleberry. That's a whole other thing. About... <laughs> you tell him I'm coming 
And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me. And if you don't know what that reference is, I'm sorry, you missed out on one of Kurt Russell's greatest moments. You know what it reminds me of? Could you Google Kurt Russell, Hell's Coming With Me? Yes. It's the morning show that no one knows. And and no no one. Is is anyone talking about it? No one. No one. But if they did, they'd probably say, it's the best way to start your day with Rach and Dave and Kurt Russell. Give it. Give me a little Hell's Coming With Me. All right. Overboard with Kurt Russell. Yes, Overboard. Remember when they tried to remake that like a couple years ago and um, I'm still haven't forgiven them? Here you go. All right, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to get it up here so people can actually see. All right, here we go. Ready? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! He's got a dirty mouth, this Kurt Russell, well, but I appreciate point, I appreciate. At that point, he has been terrorized by that gang of cowboys with the red bandana. You think and that he has terrorizing gives him the right to use that kind of language at 8.13 in the morning, Central the Standard Time? He was the law. I am the law. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Hold on. Oh my, on. I don't even know what's happening. Get ready, get ready. I am the law. Here it comes. Oh, I've never seen it. Holy crud. He's a sitting duck out there. He knows what he's doing. Come on. Come on, Sly. Okay, sorry. I've never seen that in my entire life. It was a long, a long intro for Judge Dredd, but he does say, I am the law. Did you ever see, not Judge Dredd, what was the other one? Judge Judy. No. <laughs> <laughs> the one, it was Sylvester Stallone, and it's in the future, and all restaurants are Taco Bell, and uh, Wesley Snipes is the bad guy. What's that called? Something Man. Demolition Man. Oh, Demolition Man. Oh, I loved that movie. They don't make movies like they did in the 90s. Can I get a witness, friends? Can we get a witness on Once Upon a Time? Wesley Snipes, though, he was like the actor of a generation. Yeah, I miss He went through a period where he was like the guy in all of the movies, and now he's gone. I always wonder this. Are they gone because they made some bad mistakes and then they like couldn't get film anymore? Or bye. Love you. Have a good day. Have a good day. Mwah. Mwah. You did. You changed your shirt. I like it. And shoes. Oh man. Oh wow. Good All the work. things. Or are they gone because they just made enough money and they were like, I'm over this. I don't think Wesley... Three seashells. Yes. I don't think that... Excellent reference. I don't think that Wesley Snipes made enough money because the only thing I know of him recently is that he was indicted for not paying his taxes. Yes. Yes. Wesley, you got to pay your taxes, brother. Bummer. Come on. Bummer. Uh, oh, the Lethal Weapon, Weapon movies. Those were good. I like those. Never seen it. Uh, oh, yeah. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, like, he's... he's Val Kilmer's another one who was uh, had a moment, was a thing, and then... Yeah. 
Where is Val Kilmer today? I think he has cancer, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, they're they're doing a remake of Top Gun. And I remember there was times where they were like, I don't know if we can get the the whole crew back together because he was really sick. I think he's gotten better since he was as sick as he was. But like there was a time when he was really sick. Man. Really sick. Um... Other, I feel like we've done basically this exact episode where we just like reminisce on '90s movies. I mean, but let's just I keep love, going. I love '90s movies. Um, the Fifth Element was a Fifth crazy Element great was movie. so good. Armageddon, Con Air, The Rock, basically anything Jerry Bruckheimer did, it's right? Real. In the '90s, early 2000s, we are here for. Remember The Rock? The Rock. And like literally, but there was when it like. Came out, we all were just like, "What even just happened? Yeah. Where has this movie been my whole life?" That, that Sean Connery. Yeah. Remember that part where he puts the green thing and then he slams the guy's head and his face oh, melts yeah. off. Sorry if you got kids watching. The Rock. Oh, it's gonna probably. Bye. Have a good day. Love you. Love you, buddy. Um. Yeah, The Rock today means Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but yeah. but The Rock, as we all know it, was. Nick Cage, Sean Connery, and Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Being like the only bad guy, or one of very few bad guys, that you identified with. Okay, you know what, That's solid writing. When you're like, I know you're a bad guy, but I get it. Can we talk about Nicolas Cage then? What part? Nicolas Cage... Again, was like right. the You're number right. one actor during mm-hmm. like someone who grew up, and it was just like they turned sixteen, and then one day they turned twenty six, and for those eight years, you're like, who was the greatest actor of your entire yeah. eight years of becoming a man or a woman from being a teenager? Yeah. And the answer would be Nicolas Cage yeah. if you lived at a very specific particular part of time. Absolutely. And uh, then you got it. You okay? She needs a key. I don't have a key. Uh, I didn't drive that car today. Goodbye. <laughs> that went sideways. That went sideways. Um, face off. National, face off. National Treasure. Face off. We have watched National Treasure with our kids. Did anyone get that face off reference? Where, he, where they ran their hands down the kid's face? Oh, yeah. And then that's how, that was that's like how a we weird knew. family thing. That's how they knew. Um, we have watched National Treasure approximately 10,000 times with our kids. National Treasure is, it holds up 100%. Yeah. Great movie. And it's yeah. totally believable. There's nothing unbelievable about it at all. I love I'm to believe that there is like a secret conspiracy for everything. And the idea 100%. that like, there's, Fight a, Club. there's a yes. secret book for presidents or that like the Masons or whatever that society Can was. Can we talk about the Masons? I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if we're allowed about, I don't to know without about them the like coming at us. Yeah, I think if you say the Masons four times, times in a row, then all Beetle of a sudden pops up. there's a Mason but in your we backyard. All, we really do. Come on. There, you guys, we all can be in agreement. The Masons are some kind of weird secret society that is like quietly running the world. Maybe they're not weird. Maybe they're just an awesome Do secret society. Do y'all have society. a Mason like building in your town that you're like, mm, what happened in that probably building? probably sacrifice some kind of person in this build. Like, remember the, remember the one, in, Glendale? in Glendale? It was a huge, like this massive weird, building with no windows. No windows. And sometimes, and it was like what abandoned was forever. Then? But then sometimes I feel like I would look up and see 
The soul of the original Mason staring out the window at me. I don't know what they are, but I am here for the fact that they exist, and I hope that they are behind the scenes pulling all the levers to make sure that, that everything any, works. I'm not saying they do anything wrong, but I'm saying there's just like this society. I've never seen, have you ever seen like a flyer that's like, come join the Masons? I don't know no. if they still exist. Oh, they 100% exist. They have buildings all over the place. I don't want to talk There's about it There's no anymore. like, come join our society, which means, how do you even get inside? The Da Vinci Code. Yes. The Da Vinci Code for me, like this, that was, I, like, yep. here's the thing. I am not a huge reader of actual books. You did read that I book. I read that book. It's like the only it book was you my, ever read. Dan Brown, you son of a gun. You yep. turned me. Yeah. You turned me into a reader oh, of an actual book. Oh, she says book. her dad and her brother are Masons. What do they do? Oh, they're different than Templars. Remember, that oh. was a Templar. I just feel like there's all, there's meetings. Are there robes that happen around candles? I just think whatever we think Masons are, they're not that. I don't There's even know what it is. More. I don't know There's what it something is. Something more. Ford has a friend named Mason. I don't think it's the same thing. <laughs> he is obsessed with the Mason in his class. <laughs> I hear more about the Mason in his class than I hear about anything else. And here's the other thing: either Ford is creating very aggrandized stories about Mason, or Mason is living in a fantasy world. Because I promise you, every <laughs> night at dinner, Ford's got a new Mason story, and it's usually something like this: My friend Mason is literally a millionaire. And I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. Like his mommy and dad, because I'm like, I don't know where this is going. And he's like, no, no, no. Just Mason. Mason has millions of dollars like by himself. I'm like, your seven-year-old <laughs> friend Mason is a millionaire? What are you talking about? Or he'll be like, oh, you know what, mommy? Mason in my class, he owns a semi-truck. I'm like, What? This kid sounds awesome. How? How do I get to be friends with Mason? That's what I want to know. I made a dad mistake last night. Oh. I'm, gonna let, I'm just going to say it out loud. I was trying to uh, you know, like handle the chaos of like multiple events at single time. You did. And I got to Ford's baseball game just a little after it started. So I'm like, I'm proud. I'm at field Sawyer? four. Did I say Ford? Yep. Ford didn't play baseball. Yeah. Sawyer played baseball. Yep. That tells you the kind of night we had. So I get to the field, and he's just about to come up to bat. So I'm like, awesome. I didn't miss an at bat. I am here for this. Let's go. And I'm now standing behind the plate as he is waiting for the pitcher to finish his warm-ups before the inning starts. And he's like, did you see it? Did you see it? And I'm like, yes. Oh. So, yes. And he's like, triple. I'm like, I know. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. I got to find out from another parent because I want to make sure that he knows that I saw this thing that he's so excited about. I should have just said, I just got here. But I didn't. So then I bare, like I just started digging myself into a hole. I'm like, yes, you're amazing. What an awesome thing. I want you to believe that I am absolutely a person who has been here from the beginning of this game. So the inning finishes and he comes over and he's like, you saw it? And I'm like, yes, triple. And he's like, triple? And I'm like, yeah, you said triple. And he's like, triple play. And I'm like, oh, what? He's like, I made a triple play. You, you, you saw the triple play? Tell me about where it happened on the field. And I was like, all right, I don't know anything. I was just trying to be a good dad. I got here late. I'm doing my best, son. I'm doing my best. He's like, don't lie to me. I'm like, okay, all right. So the, the, the moral of the story moral is, story. don't lie to your kids. Don't if you lie. show up late, just tell them you got there late. Just Dang it, Dave. Them. Dang Speaking it. Speaking of late, how about this segue? If you were hoping for 
<laughs> a last 90 days journal. Bye-bye. We sold out. Good so um, I wanted to I wanted to mention that because we are so grateful to all of you who bought a journal, who are going on this journey with us. Um, this is a product that we make entirely ourselves, design it ourselves, have it produced, the whole thing. So when you buy this product more than like anything else we do, you are supporting uh, the 50 people who work at the Hollis company, who support their kids, who pay their car payment, who buy their groceries. Like you buying the journal from us is what makes it possible for us to be in business. So we are so stinking grateful to all of you who bought your last 90 days journal and who are doing it. If you didn't get your journal, but you want to do the last 90 days challenge, which I'll just tell you real quick is um, our community-wide totally free challenge to live the last 90 days of the year as intentionally as you tend to start the first 30. Uh, you can find out more on the Hollis Company website. We found out, we kept telling people to go to starttoday.com. We own it, but it's not live yet. Not Oops, live yet. Sorry. <laughs> I had seen it. It's like really pretty. So, um, But if you go to thehollisco.com, you can find out more information. Um, or if you want to sign up for the email, it's thehollisco.com forward slash last 90 days. That's last nine zero days to sign up for our email. It starts on Tuesday, October 1st. We start the last 90 days. Give me a heart or a thumbs up if you are already signed up, ready to people go. Are, you people all are, are fired, fired up. up. I am fired up for it. See that question? Um, we don't have any more of the last 90 days journal, but if you do just want to start today journal so that you can do the practice with us, you can find those in the shop at thehollisco.com. And remember, when you sign up for the last 90 days email, you get $10 off your journal. So $24 journal is $14 if you want it for last 90 days. Um, this is my my favorite one, Hustle. I use it every single day. Um, and then there's a couple other designs. There's a palm tree there. design. There's a made for more design. Yep. Check Some it out. Some fun things. Yep. So last 90 days starts on Tuesday. It starts on Tuesday. It starts on Tuesday. And I promise you on Tuesday, people are going to be like, oh, wow, I want to. I really want to. Come yep. on. Come on. Let's go. Do it. I put, a, I put a post up this morning. I am not motivated. And I like want to just talk to anyone who is just not wired for waking up on fire to chase the kind of uh, life that you say that you want. I'm not motivated and I had an experience this morning. I pushed myself really hard in the gym. I am the product now of the habits that we have created and the routines that we have created in our life. I'm a product of the accountability that I have in my partner here. I'm a product of the people, whether it's the conferences or the books or the podcasts or whatever it might be that we have surrounded ourselves with, I'm going to challenge you to think differently about motivation because I think sometimes we tend to use not being motivated as the excuse for why we don't chase down the kind of life we say that we want to have. As if, well, I'm not motivated today, but tomorrow, or I'm not motivated today, but on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think the headline ends up being that you are choosing to opt out of showing up for the life that you want if you are making your showing up contingent on you being motivated. Because when we get into this last 90 days, there 100% are going to be days where you don't feel like doing it. And it's going to be because you've committed to the challenge because you have developed the habits and routines to 
ignite, engineer, make the motivation show up, and you've created accountability, whether it's in the free community that we're setting up here or through some kind of community that you're setting up in your life that helps you stay accountable. But um, don't believe the lie that, oh, well, I'm not motivated today, so I'm just going to take the day off and wait until my motivation comes back. Manufacture, engineer your motivation. Is there a Facebook group? There is. It's called Made For More. Um, so a couple of things. Lots of people are asking, what about when you're feeling burnout? Is it okay to rest when you're feeling burnout? And I want to be really clear. There's a big difference between being exhausted, being tired, that's one thing, and being burnt out. Being, being is it burnt or burned? I think it's burn. Burned out? Burned out? Burned but I, out? I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. That is not, you don't get burned out because you are pushing yourself super hard in the gym. You Getting burned out is a mental thing, not a physical thing. It might There might be physical manifestations of the way that you're feeling mentally, but you get burned out because you're not excited about the thing you're doing anymore. You're burned out because you're spreading yourself too thin. You're burned out because you're spending all your time showing up for other people instead of showing up for yourself. You're burned out because you're working super hard and not making traction in the way that you want to. You are burned out because you don't have something lighting your heart on fire, not because you are pushing yourself physically. If you are physically tired, like there are absolutely days where we're like, man, we need to chill. We need to take it easy. But for the most part, if you're moving your body 30 minutes every day, Even when we're physically, our muscles are sore, it's not hard to go out and do a workout. We might just do a lighter workout workout. than we normally do. But I want to be really clear on that. If you're feeling burned out, you need to ask yourself, when was the last time I did something I cared about? When was the last time I did something I was passionate about? When was the last time I did something, I showed up for others, I laughed you know, so hard I want to pee my pants. I did something that sparked joy in my life because burnout is a mental thing, not a physical one. I think too, there are times where you feel burnt out and you opt out of the self-care because you're now going to sit on the couch. Like you've decided that sitting on the couch and decompressing is the thing that you need when what you may in fact need is going on that walk. What, what, may, what you may need is sitting on the couch of a therapist. What you may need is like doing something that actually will pour into you in a way that isn't just about relaxation. I'm not like against relaxation, but oh, yeah. I think there are times when I have needed to refill my cup and I've opted for streaming something on Netflix that didn't actually leave me refilled it let me sit and do nothing, but I actually felt more lethargic when I was finished with that instead of how I might have felt if I'd have done something that more poured into me. And speaking of pouring into people, how's this segue again? Oh. It's coaching day. Oh. It's coaching day. Once a month, I do live coaching, two hours of life coaching, two hours of business coaching, and today is my coaching day. So I got to wrap this up so I can head on over to the studio. Uh, this morning, I'm teaching two hours social media marketing part two. So we did part one and it was so popular with our coaching group. They were like, please, please, please take a deeper dive. I didn't know that, you know, talking about social media for two hours wasn't going to be enough. We're going to do two more today. Awesome. And then in the, this afternoon in life coaching, we're talking about relationships and I have a special guest. How do you do? 
this guy. How do you special do? Special guest teacher coming in this afternoon. We're going to talk about our relationship, relationships <clears throat> with family and friends and coworkers and the whole thing. So I got a G.O. because I got to get ready for that. Let's go. Y'all have a fantastic Wednesday. Remember, you can only truly control two things in your life. That is your attitude and your effort. Ask yourself how you are showing up for both of those today. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>